0: I'm just gonna share my heart this afternoon. Um, I'm realizing some things. How many know that we grow as ministers, as as pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, whatever you want to label anyone? Everyone's in the growth mode how everyone here should be in like mode of gro- growth so I just really what I want to talk about is adulting it's biblical no I'm not playing today <laughs> adulting it's a millennial term how many know the term two people in the room I always do this adulting come on I'm just gonna give you. You want the Urban Dictionary version, or I'm gonna give you the Urban Dictionary because it's in the. I'll give you both. But adulting is the pra- is the practice of behaving in a way characteristic of a reasonable adult. Remember those signs that you saw on the side of the road during the election? Said any re- any responsible adult for president. This is where our society's at. Okay, I'm. I know it's funny, but we're just going to make, we're going to make, I'm going to make light at the beginning, but I really want to deal with some things because we really need to learn to be adulting in the kingdom. And so many things are going on right now in my personal life and, and across the spectrum of the body of Christ that is evident we need to walk in maturity. Amen. But that is, actually my first title was adulting, it's a thing. My second title was Adulting, It's Biblical. So we'll give you the Adulting, It's Biblical version. But the Urban Dictionary says this about adulting. To carry out one or more of the duties and responsibilities expected of fully developed individuals, like having a job, a full-time job. Paying my credit cards, which you shouldn't get in debt anyway. Paying the bills. Doing the things that we're supposed to be doing as what? Responsible? Okay. I'm just checking. All right. So really, there's, there's a play on words for us today because I really have seen, I, I really feel like God is really honing in. Because I'm crying out for the Lord to just release the spirit of revival on the church which begins with the spirit of prayer, but I realized I ran into a a roadblock, and the roadblock is maturity. All right. It's going to be okay. I'm telling you because I I realize this, that the Holy Spirit wants us to live in this place where we're actually taking account of our inner man, See, that's good, Miles. Yes, yes, we want to do that. I'm talking about adulting in the kingdom. You want to take responsibility for what's happening on the inside of you. What I'm watching is friends, people that I've known in ministry. I've, I went to school with a, a class, actually probably one of the biggest classes in, in, in Zion Bible Institute. And I know that most of them are not, might not even be serving the Lord and maybe not walking with the Lord. Um, and that's sad, but I also watch as I see public figures crumbling and tumbling, and it's because of cracks in the foundation. Everyone in this room, oh, you all right? Everyone, I know I'm serious stuff today, but I, I just really want to deal because my heart is, is grieved because I want to see so badly God explode right here and and I can't worry about the whole spectrum of what's happening across the body of Christ but I do have authority right here and I do have a, an ability to to speak into your life right now and right here but what I'm watching is even when I when I when I get with people and I please please do not if someone you think I know your stuff because we talked it's okay because I'm talking across the spectrum okay okay is that okay give me liberty today because I don't need to be worried about who's feet I might be stepping on because the reality is all of us need this. All of us need to grow up in the kingdom. There are perils. Paul said it like this, or Hebrews, the book of Hebrews said, there are perils for not progressing. Right? If we do not walk in the ways of the kingdom, if we do not, and I say the ways of the kingdom, when the kingdom of God arrives in your life, remember when you got saved and everything was brand new? Somebody in the room, do you remember when you got saved and everything was brand new in your life and you were like, wow, wow. The light has been turned on and everything's changed. But then something stopped your progression because you got used to it. I'm telling you, I watch people as I begin to speak words on the streets to people that don't know Jesus and they're thirsting for an answer. And what I'm watching and witnessing is that we don't, as, as the church ourselves, we don't realize we have the answer because we've become inoculated to the answer. Is that okay? We've become numb because we spend time in, 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 in the body and we get used to. Everyone say used to. I don't want to be used to seeing you every week. Yeah, thank you. I, I don't want to be used to. When the presence of God comes, I don't weep anymore. I don't want to be used to when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, I'm worried and too conscious about what I may look like. In my response to the Holy Spirit, because can I tell you, if everyone responds differently, if I went over to that plug and stuck my finger into it, something would happen and when pure power remember i talked about pure power last week the power of god wants to come and invade the church but the problem is we're we're in this place where we we're numb to the all the other things that are going around that are blocking us from entering into the presence of god so i need to i need to say some things in regards to that i want you to just go to uh, ephesians chapter 3 and i will get there eventually but the reality is this that i know this when when god shows up and he begins to loose you. Everyone say loose. Shout it. Loose. God wants to loose the church. He wants to release the church. And the thing is what what happens is we get so comfortable with our patterns and ways that we don't move and progress ahead. How many want to progress ahead? How many lives you want to see yourself come and move ahead? And I'm telling you, God is after this stuff. I'm telling you, he's after it. He's after it in my life. He's after it in my friends' lives. He's after it in your lives. He's after this in your life. Why? Because you're a bad, filthy sinner. No, because he loves you, and he wants to pull you into into the close proximity of himself so that everything becomes changed. But, 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 God. But God shows up, and he begins to do things in your life and he begins to press on things and he begins to touch things and then we don't like that it gets uncomfortable all of a sudden you know we get a we get an under we see what god's doing and we become afraid that's why we, we prophesied it tonight perfect love casts out all fear perfect love casts out the fear so in our in our journey in adulting <laughs> In our journey in adulting, we're not going to be quiet about the elephant in the room. What's the elephant in the room? Whatever's holding you back. The elephant in the room is right here, and Jesus is like this with a bat. Who, who did that? I think it was Coco. Right? And he's about to tee that, tee that thing up, but you won't let him. You say, wait, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to touch that. Can we not? No, I'm, I'm being serious because I, I'm, my heart is so grieved. My heart is so grieved. You have no, under, you have no idea. What I'm, under, what I'm seeing God do is come into people's lives and he wants to truly set them free. Or there's been over, and it doesn't matter who you know. Can I say that? It doesn't matter who you know or where you are. I'm saying you can be a celebrity in everyone else's eyes in the world. And then God can be pointing his finger on things and saying, I want that. Will you give that up? Will you stop that? Would you just die to that? Would you do these things? And I'm not, listen, I'm not even talking about personal ugly sins, I'm talking about the inner stuff. Usually it's an orphan heart that keeps us from everything. I'm telling you it's the root, and it'll be the demise of the church. (laughs) Why? Because if we go back, if we go back to the very first oops, where we stepped out of adulthood. (laughs) No, I'm being honest. Genesis chapter 3, when the question came, did God really say And I'm going to ask you right now, what did God really say about you? Because some of us have warped thinking about what God really says about us. And I know this, that he wants to touch us in a way that just totally will eradicate eradicate everything in our lives that get in the way. So I'm talking about really going after the things of God. Because I am believing for a wave. A wave of his presence. I just read, I read... Someone handed me a book about the Argentine revival, not even the recent one. It was like the 1949 where where it was just God showing up and puddles of tears, puddles of tears, puddles. Everyone say puddles because people knew how to humble themselves before the Lord. And I'm saying, God, I'm not even there. I'm not there. How, How does that happen by getting yourself before the Lord and asking him, God, would you, t- would you take and would you touch the innermost part of me? That I am healed to the innermost core. God, I don't care what's in the way. I just want you to just come in and take that thing. And, and if I have to ask for help to get, get taken care of, I'm gonna ask for help. But the problem is we don't like, we like to ask the people that have the same problems for help. We, ask, we like, because really, no, and it's true, certain things attract, right? So if we're moving in type of the same type of stuff, we get attracted because you have things in common. Everyone say, I got something in common. Yeah, if you've got something in common, and that's not a bad thing. Sometimes God wants to work with that. But sometimes we gravitate towards people that have the same deficiencies that we do, and we never get healed. Because we walk in the same thing that, that, that they do. Hello. And Jesus is saying, no, would you come to me? Come to me, all who are weary, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm the one that will give you rest. And I I truly believe that the Holy Spirit is trying to knock out the things that are, the elephants in the room. Oh, where was I going to start here? I know I said that, but that's not true. Yeah, no, we're gonna. I'm just gonna. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Hebrews chapter six. Because I'm a, here's 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 what I, here's what I want to see. I want to see the the. Ch- The heat is not on, is it? Good God, because I'm dying already. Can we open the door? My goodness. Um, Let's just jump to verse 10, verse 6, because it talks about, talks about, for it's impossible for those who were once enlightened and having tasted of the heavenly gift and have, have become partakers of the holy spirit how many have been partakers of the holy spirit yeah it says and, and have tasted of the good word of god and the power of the age to come if they fall away to renew them again to repentance since they crucify again themselves uh, again for themselves the son of god and and put him to open shame right and so I'm not talking about us falling off in like into something like that. But I, it does say this later. It says in verse 10, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, for which we, you have shown towards his name. Come on, somebody. That's an encouraging word. God's not, he's not, he's looking for you, and he's excited about what you're doing, right? And it says this, that, And we we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Everyone say you're working towards the end. It's true, you're working towards the end. That you may not become sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith, and patience inherited the promise. How many of us want to inherit the promise over our lives? Yes. So we model ourselves. Jesus, ready? Paul said this, follow me as I follow Christ. This is where the deception is. We follow Jesus, but we follow those who imitate Christ, right, in their lives. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to you so that we walk in this place of, listen, I am not going to become sluggish, Sluggish and slothful. Slothfulness is like backwards from the kingdom. Because what happens is when we, when we get in the presence of God, we get used to, I hate to say that, but we get used to what God's doing. Listen, there's been people that have been in revival that have fallen flat on their face after they've gone out and won the nations. I'm telling you the truth now. I'm telling you a bigger anointing There's bigger crashes. There's more uh, repercussions. And so what I'm saying is our cracks. Just say, I will look at my cracks. It's not to focus on your cracks, but it's to say, God, I see that crack in my foundation. I see the places where I might be double-minded. I see that place where I might uh, just not believe you like I should. There are places where I don't trust you, God. And, and so God's trying to get after those things because he wants us to completely trust him. If anyone in this place, right, if we go t- forward, God's not saying go forward, then go backwards. <laughs> He's never saying go forward and then go back. No, I'm telling you, there's something that's about to be poured out on, on the place, this place in New England. I believe here. I believe God wants to do it here. But I I know this, that the Holy Spirit has to adjust us so that we're walking without the cracks. And and He will fix the cracks along the way. Don't get me wrong. But if I can't have enough peace, ready? Because peace, if I look at the Lord, I should be filled with peace. If I'm looking at everything else, I'm never full of peace. If I'm looking other places, I am not looking at the Lord who is my peace. I am not looking at the master who can heal everything inside of me. I'm looking somewhere else. So I desire that I'm not, I'm not sluggish, but I'm diligent. It's not striving. It's just being diligent to look at the Lord and to press the, oh, what was that? Hosea. To press on, to press in to the Lord. Hosea 6, right? It's, a, it's, the re, it's the reality of revival. We call forth the rain. But God wants to pour out the rain when we allow him. God, would you come? Some of you, ready? I'll ask you, and I'll ask you again and again. Come forward. Don't allow anything to get in the way. And you still sit in your seats. And I'm not, that's not an in, indictment against you. It's just saying you don't, th- you don't believe that anything can happen up here because you think it all can happen in your devotional life at home, I think. And that may be true. But the reality is when God comes, he wants to invade a place and he wants to give an opportunity. He says, I'm knocking on the door. Would you let me in? And, and I would take every opportunity to step in. And then some of you, God will do some incredible things right here. Incredible things. And then you walk out and you, it's like gone with the wind. It's gone. It just evaporates. Because all your faith was able to grab was what he was able to do right here, and you couldn't carry it out the door. Are you all right? I'm telling you, this is good. This is good stuff. We're going to learn. We're going to learn some things because the Lord wants in your stuff and in your business. It's okay. I'm telling you to trust him. He's a good father. And he's, when he comes, he comes with all glory, and he comes with healing, and he comes with the water, and he comes with the fire. And the fire, we don't like the fire. We want to get away from the fire. We're trying to run from the fire because that comes in, that burns sometimes. But I'm telling you, what I want to, I just, ah, I started reading that stuff. Ah, and I just got like, I read too much revival stuff because bu- I, I have faith for it. Right? But I'm just going to let it, let it. Come on. It'll come here and then you'll all be infected. You'll all be infected. I know there's other people in here that are going to walk with the same, same thing. And and you know what? You can't escape. When revival comes, you'll do one thing. You'll reject it or you'll run to it. When the Spirit of God comes in fullness, you'll run to Him or you'll run away from Him. There's one of two things. I'm telling you this, this is the truth. Okay, we'll go to Ephesians. I thought I wasn't going to get riled up. It's it's just impossible. It's just impossible. God wants us to walk with unity, in unity, for, for one purpose. How many know that? He's calling the body of Christ to step into something of full unity and one purpose, one purpose, right? And it's, the, it's him being really effective in what he's going to do in our lives. So I'm going to read, you know this, ready, because I'm going to touch this. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 talks about the gifts to the church, right, the, the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, all the offices, right. And then he goes into this. He's, st- he's talking about the whole purpose of what's happening. It's for the maturation. It's about the adulting. It's about the adulting of the body of Christ. It's biblical, And so he wants to perfect you. He does. He really wants to bring perfection inside of you. And what does perfection look like? The full righteousness of God. The holiness of God. And you're going to see because there's true holiness and there's true righteousness. But there's a false righteousness and there's a false holiness. Okay. So I'll just jump down. It says... And verse 13 ends with, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, which is what what Paul's whole thing is here. Talking about the maturation of the body and the fullness of Jesus being in the church. Don't you want that? Don't you want that in your life? It's like a a silly question, but I have to ask it because if you say yes, then God wants to release that for you and release it to you. And even if you say yes and you don't even know how to receive that, Boom, he wants to do it anyway. I'm telling you, just by saying it by faith, it moves you more towards him. And just to come in agreement with the things in the word, just come into agreement with the things in the word. And it's going to come to you, I'm telling you. And it says this, that we should no longer be as children, tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men. And we've got people in the body of Christ, God bless them, but we get swooned into their stuff and into their anointing. And we go, ah, that's the answer. No, it's not the answer. I love people, and I love the anointing on their lives, but Jesus Christ is the answer. And he's the one that's not going to trick you. He's not going to swoon you. He's not going to do something. And listen, we're the place that hosts every person on the planet, really. And it's good, and I believe in this, and I want to do more of it, but I want to see the revival of God. I want to see God coming and invading this place. I want to see God coming to New England and disrupting our normal lives and messing us up because God... you. If I say that to you, if I put, I should just put it out. If I say that to some of you, you, you can't even imagine God coming in and messing up your schedule. You can't. God wants to do it. I'm telling you, he will do it. Because as I'm reading on on these accounts in in... In uh, Argentina, they would just, it, they were swooned by the power of God. It was take, they were taken over. There was puddles because they cried for six, seven hours. And it would, it, it couldn't even soak into the bricks anymore. Because God showed up and God engaged them. And God began to do something on the inside of a nation that was predominantly the least Favorable for God to move in at all. Okay, so keep going. So it's, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth to the body for the edifying of itself in love. So here we go. Ready? Love. We, we just ended perfectly the worship set with love. And I'm telling you, there's an edification that the Lord is trying to release in the body of Christ where we trust and love one another in such a way that there's this endless supply amongst, hello, amongst us that God can do his work in you through the body. Do you trust the body? Oh, we're going to have to check on some of that. Do you trust the body? Do you trust those around you? Have you had a bad experience Do you have things from your home that makes you not trust fathers and mothers? Is there something at home that that you grew up in? And I'm telling you, most of this goes back to all of our childhood. I hate to go there, but there is this kind of psychology to the kingdom that has to be exposed. Because if we don't get healed of the things that we've we've been hurt and burned from, then we can't grow into the likeness of him. And so God wants to come and break all the confusion off of all the things that we've been dealing with. All the confusion. Why can't, why doesn't this work? Why doesn't that work? I don't feel God. You know what? You're not supposed to necessarily feel God. It's by faith. (sighs) Then it goes into this clarity of what we're supposed to look like. The new man. That means there's a new creation reality that's already at work in you that you seem to want to fight against. That I seem to want to fight against. Can you get me two stools? Quick. There's, there's a, a reality of the old man and the new man that God wants to do inside of you. He's trying to get rid of the old lady, the old man, and bring in the new lady one over here and one over there just to go deep yeah right before, right in front of the speakers that's good it's good you can stay there sit down <laughs> you can come over here i got you both cuz i don't know i don't i think you're going to be the old man <laughs> cuz i go old man like this and I, the new man's my right hand son of my right hand so <laughs> but i know you guys love one another and you'll be all right I'm just saying this because I want you to see. Here's what we do. Here's really what we do. Here's what I do. I'll just say that. I'll preach to myself, all right? Here's what I do. My new man's here waiting for me to just step, seat right in. But the old man, he's always calling me back. As a matter of fact, he probably has a cell phone and calls me and does things. And I'm telling you, the old man wants to keep you Okay, just okay. Everything's okay. Just don't get too excited about God. Don't get too excited about the kingdom. You you don't need to be healed. Of the, talk to me. You can talk to me. No. <laughs> you don't need to be healed of that. That's okay. Everyone had to deal with that. And that thing, no, no, no. That's okay. It's okay. It's permissible. It's permissible in the kingdom. And the new man is saying, "Listen, you are a new creation. You look like a champion. You look like you, you look like Everything that God has called you to be. And you need to walk and step in. Just, just sit down. Just sit down on me. Right? So I should be sitting in the lap of the new man. But somehow we like to cuddle with the old man. Somehow we just want to go back and talk to the old man. Yeah, it's familiar. Exactly. We're used to this. We're used to this. And this new thing, see, because God wants to do a new thing. But there's something that's springing up. That we don't understand, so we just think about going into the fullness of the new man. Are you hearing me? We wanna drag, I wanna drag him with me over to the new man, and that can't happen. Go sit down, right? Go sit down. You wanna drag him right to the new man with me, but he has no room with this man. There's no place for him to go with this man. I'm telling you, God's trying to show us that the clarity of what is about to happen is the reality of the new creation is coming live to your home if you let Him in. Because Jesus is knocking at the door of everyone's house. He's knocking at the door of your heart. He's knocking where you belong, where you live. He's knocking on every single thing. So, guys, thank you. I decided to do that for a minute. There was just something that the Lord was wanting us to grab hold of, and it's true. If I look at this, this is what I'm used to. This is what's familiar to me. This is patterns in my life that I grew up with, and I don't really know any different, but the the king of glory is trying to say, come here. Would you just rest with me? Would you live with me? Would you abide with me? Would you continue to sit with me and keep me as the center and the focus? Because I should be looking at the new man that's already inside of me. He's already alive and inside of me. He is not far off, he's already there and he's waiting for you to release. Say, listen, bring the cement truck in and fill every crack. See, let me tell you, it would be painful. Because <laughs> if I think of it as a mason, right? If I think of it as a, as a mason, I'll take a diamond blade saw and I'll cut the joints open. Now, do you want the 14-inch or do you just want the 4-inch saw? The 14-inch four, saw has, has a cranking engine behind it. I, I don't have a cord for that. That's just gas, and it's going to go in deep, which is, I think, where God wants to go. Or I can just do a 4-inch grind, 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 but the, but the crack will never be taken care of. You understand where I'm going with this? The Lord wants to go deep so he can penetrate and take care of that which is cracked. The question is, will we let him? Because I know people that have had all kinds of people around them, yet they suffer in silence. And they have worldwide ministries, yet they suffer in silence. Why? Because you've got to keep the machine going. Because you got responsibility. Because you got here without all that. Now why do I got to get healed? There could be all kinds of reasons. I'm just making up hypothetical things. There there could be any reason. we got a list of reasons why we don't, why we want to stay with the old man. And the Lord is saying, I want you just to see, actually, he said he's dead. Right? Galatians 2.20. The old man's dead. And the problem is we keep trying to dig him up and resurrect him. When resurrection life is only in the one thing. It's only in the one person, Jesus Christ. Let's just keep going. It says, this I, I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. In the futility of the mind. See, here it is. It's the futility of the mind. It's our mind sense. Our mindsets become futile in our thinking. We're, we're at enmity. Remember that Paul said we're at enmity with the spirit. And God says, "Listen. Just let me in, so that the fullness of who I am can come and invade your mind. Because there's a renewal of the mind that has to take place, and there's a renewal of the spirit of the mind. Are you okay?" having their understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. (laughs) All right, there it is, right black and white. It's the word that said it. See, our minds are darkened because we can't see correctly because the spirit of revelation isn't on us. And even when the spirit of revelation is on us, let, let me just tell you one thing. Because you can have the spirit of revelation and still have, tra- have all kinds of cracks in the foundation. Places where God has never touched. And God wants you to, I don't care how many uh, encounters we have, because I've had encounters, but my character uh, has been flawed. Do you understand me? because there's a reality and it's not about the guy necessarily or the woman up here it's about God releasing the fullness of who he is through a body and it's i just said that before that there's a, a purpose in unity cuz God wants to raise up the body and he wants to he wants the fivefold ministry to be completely healed and the problem is also that the head's not been healed and the body's not healed because when I deal with people on, on, on prayer and, and counseling and when we do things, listen, I just want to just go, devil, come out. Wouldn't that be good? It's still, I'm telling you, if you don't maintain after, I don't care how many devils come out. If you don't maintain, if you don't close doors, if you don't shut it down, if you don't walk in a new pattern for the next 21 days, you'll still end up back in bondage. I'm not proclaiming that over you. I'm not releasing that over you. But the truth is, it's the truth of the Word of God. If you do not renew your mind and renew the patterns and renew the things that conform to the world, you will not be free. And God is looking for a free church. Oh, a free church. A complete church filled with liberty. Filled with power. Filled with anointing. And see, we've had power and anointing, and we've had prophecy, but we've had broken vessels. And, and I'm not saying that it, it, listen, I'm not throwing anything at anyone, honestly. I My heart is desiring, God, maybe, 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 maybe you're raising up in this hour. No, he is. He's raising up in this hour the pure, spotless bride. Maybe, God, we will be that bride that, that looks just like you, that begins to be conformed to the image of Christ in all the fullness and not denying the power of God and not getting stuck in religious bondage because we know we're used to this. I'm used to that. Well, I'm telling you, don't get used to anything. God wants to come in a fresh way. I'm sorry I get a little... Because I that thing, I want to... A religious thing just wants to crush what God wants to do. It just wants to be a critic of what God wants to do. It wants to whine about what God wants to do. A whining spirit in the church. <sighs> so we got to put off the futility in the mind that darkens our understanding, okay? That, write that down. First one was unity and purpose and spirit, and the Lord wants to do that. We want to dismantle patterns that we've learned from our past. We talked about that, so I'm just hammering through stuff after just so you have it kind of on a on a some type of understandable level later. The closer you get to God's promises, the more the old nature gets stirred up, and I can attest to this. I've had crazy encounters with the lord and then massive things would happen and then all of a sudden the enemy would just come in and bring doubt, unbelief, start making you think that what who do you think you are? Or what what do you think? What do you think you're doing and you can't do that. And remember who you are. I'm telling you who you are. You're a child of the king. You're a a holy priesthood, a royal nation. That's who you are. And uh, your mind should be open to the things of heaven and just attracting what God is doing in the heavens to bring it to the earth. You should be a satellite that God has released to to speak and declare. You need to begin to declare what God's doing in in your life. And so... The old man grows corrupt according to what? Deceitful lusts. And what are the deceitful lusts? It says this, grows corrupt. That's the next verse. It grows corrupt. That means something is feeding it. You don't grow without some type of nurturing, right? Remember moms, right? Remember fathers. We don't grow unless there's some nurturing. So what's nurturing the corrupt mindset? I'm telling you, God's saying slay it. I'm telling you, God is calling the whole entire church to take our mindsets. And and I'm not talking, listen, when I say this, we always put in, like, physical sins that we see. Because when we think we have a religious mindset and we think we're okay, but all kinds of things are broken inside. And we walk around like that. Not even acknowledging, not even acknowledging that something God might want to heal inside of us. I don't do that. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do, I don't talk bad about people. But your heart. So we're going to put on the new man, the new creation and the reality of that and we're going to grow up in it. I prophesy that to you right now. That God's going to use you and God's going to fill you with the new creation reality. That you're not going to live in bondage anymore. No, you're going to walk in the truth and the light of the gospel. And the truth and the light of the gospel does things to just come in and expose darkness. Am I saying that everyone in here is carrying darkness? Yes, probably. Ha, <laughs> See you thought I was going to say no. But yes, probably there's areas of dark places that God wants to expose. I'm not going to talk I'm not going to like pat the I'm not going to pack the jackal in the room and say hey, oh, you pretty baby. No. Seriously? So we need, to, we need an injection of honest assessment. Right? I need an injection of honest assessment. That's what happened to me this week. I was like, what is happening right now? Like it wasn't just, it wasn't just one thing. It was like 25 things. And I'm like, what is, this, what is going on? God, what's happening? You need to honestly assess what the Holy Spirit's doing. He's saying, listen, purify your heart. Get ready, go low. Because I'm about to come in like a train. I'm about to come in like a river. I'm about to come in like a water flow. And that's what he wants to do. He's, he's ready to do. But we, have to, we need an injection of honest assessment of where we're at. Because we're the church. We're the spotless bride of Jesus, right? It's funny when people say, oh, please, speak into my life. And then when I do, they leave. <laughs> it happens all the time. So, you know, it's not a massive turnaround in here. But every now and then, talking to my life, tell me, you know, and then, pff, I have your back until yesterday. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just funny. I, I, if I have, to take, I have to take it funny because it's, it's just, it's painful if not. You understand? So the Holy Spirit is looking for us to be honest with one another so that we can, listen, bring, not, not so that you can point out people's stuff. But can you be honest with someone and say, Listen, I need prayer. I need help. Or are you sitting on your couch looking at your videos and thinking that's going to heal you because that real, really won't do it? It won't. I love you, everybody. Somebody needs to start to be honest and start talking about the elephant in the room. I started talking about elephants and jackals. But the reality is the Lord wants to bring such a, a outpouring of God's spirit. And uh, truth is the most effective plumb line in our lives, right? Truth is the most effective plumb line. Ready? It says this, but you, you have, verse 20 says, but you have not so learned Christ if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him. Have you been, have you heard him? Have you been taught by him? We've got to be taught by the Holy Spirit. We've got to be taught. And as, and then it says, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceit, grows corrupt, and being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Ready? You have to be re- You have to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. There's no other way. If this isn't renewed... If the Spirit of God on your mind is not renewing you, say, someone help. No, seriously, someone has to help, right? Because there's nothing worse than when the Holy Spirit is, is like, he wants to come. And when we ignore what he's doing, right, we dismiss uh, all the other valuable people around us. Ready? And I'm not saying you have to tell your stuff to every single person because there's someone in here you can trust. But it needs to be someone that's not (laughs) operating the same thing. I said that before. It can't be someone that's like, oh, going to pet that thing and say, let's just keep it around for a while. No. I'm not into keeping them around for a while. All the critters need to go. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say... (laughs) It's got to (laughs) go. Oh, oh, it's got to go. Oh, God. Okay. And and then you may put on the new man. Yay, we got the new man. He's finally here. Which was created according to God. This is the most incredible thing. The new man that you've become. The new woman that you've become. Is created according to God. So let me just say this: When God created Adam, it was the most amazing thing. Listen, if you come to that, uh, if you come to uh, the seminar, you get a free book, okay? And it's it's the ancient language of Eden. And I'm telling you, that one book is worth the it's worth the price of admission right there. I promise you, because he talks about. I was reading some of it this morning because I was just going back into it. I was, and he talks about God creating. Adam, and Adam woke up in love with God. This is the new man that's inside of you. You were created to love God and love him well and not to shrink back and not to be sluggish. There's this amazing love that he created you in. And if you are the new creation, then you should love him well. You should love him with abandonment. I said this last week, listen, I can tell that when, when people are on fire and not on fire. Listen, you think I can't discern stuff as I'm preaching up here? It's so funny. Like, I can tell people's language by their bodies. You can look at me with your eyes. I know whether you're here or not. The reality is, I understand. I understand when people come in and they're sluggish and they can't get out of their own way. It's usually because, listen, there's some place where your life is not burning, if, it, if, you, if you need to, like, get a kick in the butt to get to church, I'm, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. I'm sorry. I'm talking to the real church. It shouldn't be that way. It should be that I can't wait to get to be with the saints. I can't wait to get before the Lord in the morning. I can't wait to worship in my prayer closet. I can't wait to go to prayer. And it's not about pump up the church. Pump up the church. It's not what I'm doing. I know I'm really animated today. It's okay. I can't help it because it's not about the the church thing. It's about your life loving Jesus, and you want to be in the presence of God with the saints, with the gifts that God has given you around you. And I know you all have wonderful families, and you want to be at home with them all the time, 24-7. But I realize that as we come together, there's something that God wants to paste on you, and it's the anointing. It can happen at home. It can happen like that. But I'm telling you, when we get together and all the oils become moving together, there's an anointing that flows. And this is where the Holy Spirit dwells and brings breakthrough and shifts and changes things in the atmosphere. And things, and then things begin to fall off you. If you're there. Some of you just aren't there. And I'm praying for you. Don't worry. God's got this. God's going to... F- He's going to come in like a freight train and move, and I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I know revival is already per- per- percolating under the, under, the, under the ground, but I'm telling you, God is coming. It's not whether, when, I don't know. He's going to do it. Oh, I promise you, He's doing it. And if you're afraid good because the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom i'm afraid i don't know what it's going to look like i don't know what he's going to come like i don't i want him to come in such a way that my life is totally steamrolled the problem is we all want to be very much alive So that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And this is where we stop for a second. Because the reality is that true righteousness looks like Jesus. It doesn't look like religion. True holiness looks like Jesus. It doesn't look like something I have to do. True righteousness is not what you do, it's who you are and who he created you to be because of his blood, because of his resurrection, because of his power. And I know that we don't understand the fullness of that because we are not whole. Because if you're trying to get there mental ascending, it, that, it, mental, through mental ascent, it's just not happening. Because you can't mentally get there. It's because God is in the room. When God shows up, it just begins to, you just you should ask more questions. It's like I said on, on Friday night. It's like the prayer meetings. And, I, and I'm not bashing our, our Awakened House of Prayer. But this, it's. Lisa and I talked about it. It's true. We're like splashing around in the water. It's, we've not even, we're not even hitting prayer. Prayer is going to look like something completely different. Prayer is going to look like we're we're gone, we're lost, we're lost in his presence, we're not trying to cultivate something, we're not trying to, we're not reading dead words up here and trying to pray a prayer that's going to move someone, or maybe a cricket will say something. You know, it's like trying to pull teeth, trying to get people to come and pray sometimes, right? I'm not, again, I'm not beating people up, I'm just saying the reality is what happens when God shows up to a prayer meeting? What happens when the Lord really shows up to church? How long have I been going? Well, it's a long it's been a good time. All right, and I'll burn through this and then I'll close up, okay? Therefore, putting away lying. I should have started on this chapter a way long time ago. Therefore, putting away lying, letting each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good. That he may have some thing to give give him who is in need that's meaning it's shifting when god shows up he shifts everything around ready lying <laughs> lying here we go honesty in the body i'm telling you if you got stuff towards one another in this room deal with it if you got stuff towards your husband your wife your kids deal with it i'm i'm just being I, It's okay. I know. I'm being awful strong tonight. But I'm telling you, there's no time. There's no time to deal with this stuff. God wants to slay everything that's getting in the way of his movement. God wants to slay everything in your life that's getting in the way of him moving. And so if there's things that you have with your past that you need to deal with, kill it. But don't lie to yourself and say everything's okay 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 no okay you're saying no wait a minute i'll see you after church (laughs) everything's okay no he's right no it's probably not all right oh in jesus name let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is, good, necessary, what is good and necessary to the healer, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed on the day of redemption. Remember that. Don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Because he, listen, on the day of salvation, he woke you up. Do not grieve the Holy Ghost. There's the Holy Spirit. He's the only agent on the earth that can convict you of sin. And there is a place of repentance that just doesn't stop. Ready? It shouldn't be an event. It shouldn't be, we're going to repent now. It should be a constant daily. I repent, God, for my for my waywardness. I repent, God, for the, for the way I view people. I repent. I had to do a lot of repenting this week. I, really, because the Lord is wanting to clean out. You know what happens? Times of refreshing happen when we repent. When we deal with our inner attitude. Hello. Our inner attitude towards all the people around us. Yo. I'm not kidding. The Holy Spirit wants us to deal with this so that, why? So that the water can rush through this place and nothing will stop it. I'm telling you that He goes to the place of the least resistance. And there's places in our heart that resist the Holy Spirit because we won't let go. I won't do another one of these messages for a while, okay? Ready? Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor Clamor, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Listen, that's a good word right there. That's a good good Salve on the end of this. Listen, the Holy Spirit is looking for us to be in a place where our heart is so postured that we let all the stuff go. If there's bitterness and envy and all kinds of things that cause us to be locked up inside, I'm talking about unlocking you on the inside tonight. I'm talking about God wants to loose the church in such a way I can feel his heart aching towards this. I can feel his heart aching towards this. That there's places that you've been, maybe have deficiencies, and it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's because the Holy Spirit is, is now in this point in life that's trying to do something inside of you. Trying to bring you to a place where you can be completely whole, completely free from anything that gets in the way. Forgive. I'm telling you, forgive how do you speak to your parents? How do you speak to your wife? How do you speak to your husband? How do you speak to your kids? Listen, out of the mouth flows. And I'm telling you right now, the Lord is looking for this amazing grace to be flowing through the church in such a way, I just see, here's what I see. I see the church so filled with love. I see the church so put back together. Not that we got everything perfect, not that everything's in complete alignment, but I'm telling you, I see this love flowing. That listen, if we can't love one another, how do you love out there? If we can't love within here, if we can't forgive within here, how can we forgive and love out there? You can't. It's impossible. If you can't do it in your own four walls of your house, you you must. God's come. Calling you to this. This is not, this is not a, a suggestion. It's the spirit of God speaking by his word that there be a release. That we don't hold anything back. Some of us are so stubborn. <sighs> That's me. No, because we, we just want what we want. And God's trying to come in and invade your life. So let the pathway wide open, Tori. Help me so that these people have hope. <laughs> Listen, I'm just gonna invite people tonight, like any other night. If you got heal, if you need healing in your body, absolutely, we'll pray for you. But I'm just gonna open the pl- open up the front, and I feel like. Just allow the Holy Spirit to just minister to you. That's all. Just allow God to come and minister to you. I don't have the answer for you. He does. Please, anyone, I, I, can I? I just want to touch that for a second because I love the fact we honor those who are are the heads. But you know what? I'll never have the I'll never have the answer for anyone in here. I don't have it. I, I'm telling you right now. I don't have it. Without God, I have nothing. Without the Holy Spirit's wisdom and understanding, I have nothing. The spirit of counsel and might. The Lord is coming in a way, He's just going to unravel you if you let Him. Forgiveness, it's just forgiving, just releasing people. I'm telling you, forgiveness goes a thousand miles when I forgive everyone in my life who's wronged me every person who betrayed me every time someone's done something to me as I release that person then there's been some heavy times that I had to release some things there's nothing but redemption on the other side though so just stand let's stand together and I, I'm just going to pray for you and just look right up to Jesus don't even think about it just look right up to the Lord Lord I thank you for freedom in this place tonight I thank you for a pure path God of of forgiveness Lord I thank you for a, a new way God stepping us in I thank you that you made the way the new and living way God that we enter we enter into your gates we enter into the past the veil god and we we step in to where you are lord we release bitterness we release unforgiveness right now and lord we're asking that you come and that you just touch every crack right now, Lord, that you just begin to live and flow and move through these cracks, God, in our lives. Lord, I thank you that you're you're breaking up a church that is unshakable, that will be unshakable, undeniable, power flowing through the church, but we will be that which has built on the rock. Lord you say narrow is the gate that go that we enter in through God and, and few go you say that few go well lord we want to be the few we want to be the few that go and enter through that gate I thank you father for conviction I thank you, Father, for your salve. And let me just say, the conviction of the Holy Spirit hasn't even been in the church as of lately. It's it's like we're all thinking condemnation. No, God wants to come in with a convicting word sometimes and touch our hearts. And when we realize that and we just say, God, I just, I need you to come and touch that area. God, I, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for the new man being released right now. The formation and the manifestation of that new man being released. So we ask right now, release healing in this room. Salvation in this room. Glory on every, every, every person right now in this room. That we wouldn't be denied. And I thank you, Lord. You freely give. You freely give. You freely give. You freely give. You freely release, Father. Freedom, God. You freely release the freedom. Lord, we don't strive to enter in. Lord, we thank you that there's an open gate. And we walk through that gate, Lord, just coming in. And so, Lord, release conviction. And, Lord, flow through our lives, God. Lord, we thank you for a chiropractic adjustment. (laughs) aligning us making us whole God and we worship and thank you